hello. It is August 6th, 2015. My name is Steve Say, and this is the Talking Games Podcast. This evening, I'm joined by Mr. Justin Townsend. Hello. And Mr. Bobby North. Hello. Jackie is away on vacation. She is. In Fire Island. I went and visited her family on vacation. I knew that you did that. You knew because this is the second time we were starting this show. Yes. Like magic. Yes. There's no interruptions this time. No. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so on Sunday, uh, my family went and visited Jackie's family on Fire Island. You bring everybody? Yeah, the whole crew. Uh, I had actually never been to Fire Island before. How do you deal in the sun? Are you okay? I burn. Do you? I get very red. Very <laughs> red. So I make sure to have the appropriate uh, amount of sunblock on. Yeah, what's your sunblock number? I don't know. Whatever my <laughs> wife packs. SPF 8,000. Yeah. Um, she like sab- a lot. Sabotages your She's your a, She's whiter than I am, so she needs to protect herself as well. Man, have you ever seen Jackie with a really good sunburn yet? She has one. Oh, she does? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. She, first thing I noticed when I came off the boat was like, you giant idiot, you are a lobster. Man. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I went to uh, the house that she had rented out there with her family and um, just spent the day, you know, grilling hot dogs and stuff, hanging out on the beach, watching Jorah run into the ocean with their dog, Coda. Oh, okay. Just one. Coda actually went into the ocean? Yeah. Like, all the way in the ocean. I don't picture him as an ocean dog. Yeah, there was a lot of dogs in the ocean. And then Coda would find a dog that was, like, 600 yards away and then run after it. And then I would kind of go chase Coda down. And See, that I believe. Bring him back, yeah. The dog weighs, like, 600 pounds. Oh, yeah. I figured he would just sink right to the bottom. <laughs> he didn't, like, he didn't go into where, you know, he had to swim or anything. He was just, like, you know, he was up to his neck, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the water. He had a good time. Everyone had a good time. No shark warnings? No, I was, you know, keeping an eye out for that type of stuff, but we were, weren't really in far at all. I think, I, you know, the furthest I went in was, like, up to my waist, maybe. Mm. More of the jellyfish you got to worry about now than the sharks. We got alligators, too. Mm. Like, everybody's coming out. They're all they all want to party on Fire Island with everybody else. The mosquitoes were insane. Oh, I bet. I mean, the mosquitoes usually are on Fire Island, but, uh, yeah, like, we had to walk towards the beach on this, um, like, boardwalk. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when I say that you got bit like crazy, like you know, doing a brisk walk because I'm carrying children and pushing a stroller and stuff, I must have got bit like 17 times. I have like at least 14 to 15 welts all uh. over me, and I usually don't get bit that much. Yeah, and she usually gets bit like crazy, and so she has twice as many as I do. It was bad. About two and a half years ago, I was visiting in Canada with my girlfriend. We went to her brother's wedding. And they got married on kind of like a farm marshland type of situation. And all of a sudden, uh, right, I think, at the tail end of the ceremony, it began to rain. And it rained pretty hard for a little bit, and then it stopped. And we were like, oh, that's good. But that rain woke every mosquito up that was sitting in the mud in that place. And I swear, for the rest of the night, you could not walk two feet without (laughs) swatting away mosquitoes. The people that were doing like the the tables, like the poutine tables and stuff like that, all the food, they had no choice but to just stand there and take it, and it was so <laughs> awful. We still had an amazing time. It's one of the best weddings I've ever been to. Those people oh probably God. didn't have an amazing time. No, they didn't. They didn't. I asked them. I actually, I did like a little interview. Like I went around to the different people. And I'm like, so, I'm like, how much, how much do you deal with this? Like a lot more than you'd imagine. I was like, is it worth it? Like, no, the pay's not that good. <laughs> but whatever. They survived. Everybody survived. We had a really good time. Um, speaking of good times, video games. 
Wait, actually, what'd you do? Did you do anything good this uh, week, Bob? Celebrated a birthday. That was about it. The big 3-2. Your birthday? Yeah, my birthday. When was your birthday? Uh, Tuesday. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. I did. Wait a minute. Old man. I am totally old. I told my niece to flip the candles around on the cake, so it'll say 23. Make me feel a little better. yesterday was your birthday. Yep. Okay. When you said Tuesday, I was like, last week? (laughs) Cool. So you 3-2, huh? Yep. Damn. Old. What did you get yourself? What did Uh, Mel get you? She got me tickets, actually, to go see uh, Aladdin, the play in Broadway, apparently. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was excited for that. Who is the genie? That I don't know, actually. I got to find out who's doing it now. Definitely. That's cool. I would. Yeah, I, we got, like, uh, she got us, like, nearly front row seats. I think we're, like, two back from front row nice. center. Wow. Broadway shows ain't cheap. Uh, I know. <laughs> I've never been to, like, a full-on Broadway thing. Not since I was really little. I saw a couple of things at uh, Radio City, but... um. I don't know. They've got theaters all over the place. I've been to two. Which ones? Wicked and... Uh, oh, I would I would see that. Uh, Les Mis. Totally didn't go see Avenue Q. Oh, that was and the last Phantom one of the Opera. Avenue Q was amazing. It's Muppets for adults. Oh, man. I always wanted to see um, The Book of Mormon. Yeah. I just never got around to it. I hear that's funny. I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's really funny. That's uh, awesome. And what was the one they did that was uh, based on... Spamalot? Oh, yes, Spamalot. Oh, Thank the Monty up. Python one? Yeah. yeah. You know, I still have never, well, not that I've never seen Monty Python, but I've never I've never seen the show. You just saved yourself from being disowned. Um, I've <laughs> seen a few of the movies, but it never caught on for me. I have to watch more. Yes. So I have, believe me, I have a whole drove of people, a whole army of people. Search for the Holy Grail is, is a must. You have to no, see I've it seen at least that. once. Okay, I've yeah. seen my favorite moment is, is the bunny rabbit. Yes. The bunny rabbit cracks <laughs> me up. That, that movie is eternally awesome just for that scene. Um, I think my favorite, I think is the beginning of Life of Brian where it's a business building and they have a war with the building next door and they turn into children and it's like a huge pirate battle. I, th- I think it is that. That was and the amazing. building start moving too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really, I think that might've been my favorite thing that I've ever seen them do. I thought that was really cool. Um, so this week on the show, we are going to tell you about the games we played this week and we're also going to talk about Gamescom 2015. Um, is it over or is it happening right now? Ongoing. Oh, so it's ongoing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft announced a bunch of stuff. There's a couple of little arbitrary things. And uh, we're just going to go through a couple of them, tell you our thoughts. If you haven't heard this news, you'll be hearing it for the first time on the show. And that's kind of cool. But uh, for right now, let's just uh, catch up with uh, whatever video game playing we managed to get in uh, over this past week. It's been a busy couple of weeks for uh, Talking Games podcast. Everybody's all over the place having babies, uh, new job opportunities coming up, and basically just summer uh, sizzling oh, yeah. inside of trying to get inside of the AC. Yes. It's been absolutely just disgusting. Uh, we had a major storm. I lost power for 16 hours the other day. Like five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, was I was, a, up, was watching it. There's a few people yep. we know of that lost power on the island. Mm-hmm. How were yeah. the kids through that? Slept through the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was great. That shit woke me up. Like 5, 12 a.m. My whole play, my whole my whole apartment was pitch black and stark white at the same time. Yeah, that's what it was like upstairs. I, I was shocked they slept through it. I got woken up by the huge, it was like a single crack of like thunder, but it was like in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, an, um, there was a Transformer explosion uh, near my house and uh, a bunch of branches, a couple of trees got uprooted. The uh, the wind was absolutely insane. I live around a lot of trees. I've been very lucky in the nine years that I've been in my building that I haven't gotten smushed. Hmm. So 
anyway, but I did manage to get my power back in time to play a couple video games. But uh, Bob, why don't you tell me what you played this week? Uh, this week I played a little bit of uh, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Still going through that, Still huh? Still going through. I'm uh, level 16, I think, now. I don't remember. What is that in, like, hours of gameplay in Borderlands? Because 16 sounds like a low number, but I it probably is. I want to say it's probably, like, maybe four hours. Yeah, it's not. The cap is 50, right? Yeah. You can't oh, get okay. through it one one shot. You got to play through it like multiple times to yeah. level cap. And you're still like you're that. still rolling. rolling I still haven't completed it the first time. Yeah, claptrap. Oh man, I'm having fun with him. What does he do? That like what is it? What are his abilities? I think I asked you this before, but I don't remember. His his special is he uh, he'll randomly scan a enemy near you, and he'll decide. All right, this enemy has this, so he'll try to match his profile to whatever it is, like a gunzerker, or mm-hmm. he'll summon a little minion, or he'll do any one of the things. But everything has a plus and like a negative side, so whatever it does. Okay. Like he could turn into a gunzerker, but all of his guns constantly fire and you can't stop them from firing. So it's like you oh, kill the cool. enemies, but you're still wasting all your ammo shooting everything. That's kinda cool. So he's like a he's like a mimic. Yeah. That's neat. I like it. So how are you how does it how does the pre sequel stack up against the other games at this point? Uh, it's pretty much right there with them. I mean it feels like you just played Borderlands too. I, I would compare it more closely to that. And what do you like, what the pre sequel wise? What are you learning as far as story? Is it Handsome Jack? Yeah, it's Handsome Jack and how he got to be where he's at right now. Okay, but you're still not you're not playing as Handsome Jack. No, no, no. You you play as uh, a couple of new characters there, and like they're telling the backstory of like him getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Like this girl gets captured and she's being interrogated, and she's trying to retell the story as you play it okay. to uh, the old crew from uh, Borderlands Two. What would you? How would you feel if they announced the Borderlands Three? Would you be up for it? Or oh yeah, definitely. Kinda, really? Yeah, it's already been announced. Really? Yeah, they're working on the next Borderlands. I and love it's Borderlands. It's going to be big. Like, they're what's the the studio head uh, studio head's name? That's oh, I can't remember his name. Um, it's gonna bother me. But uh, anyway, like a year ago, he had said, um, you know, we're not gonna BS you like. We're going to make another Borderlands. Like, doing the opposite of what, uh, you know, video game heads do. Like, they'll be like, well, you know, we'll think about it, blah, blah, blah. But he was like, he just came right out and was like, look, we're not going to, we're not going to screw around. We're going to make it, but we want to make it something different. We want to make it something bigger. And, you know, Randy Pitchford? Yes. Um, you think they're going to go in an MMO direction? Yes. They're going to go in like a Destiny style direction, is my guess. Um, they've already, hmm. I think they trademarked Border Worlds. They trademarked border, cool. border Worlds a while ago, I think. Destiny uh, and, Direction uh, minus crapping on their players. Stop it. <laughs> uh, and uh, losing my words here. They, I forget what show it was. PAX, like last PAX or the PAX before, they're like, we're hiring for the next Borderlands. So it's already in development. Right. They're working on, right now, uh, Battleborn is their next big game. And then after Battleborn Ooh. ships... They'll probably have a lot more to show yeah. about Border uh, Border Worlds or Borderlands Three, whatever they're going to call it. Is Battleborn PC only? No, it's console as well. Yes, and I think that game has a ship time of spring next year. Mm. It looks like a good game. It looks very interesting. I've seen I've seen some video of it. It does look pretty cool. Um, the character variation looks pretty amazing. There's like tons and tons of characters with different. Uh, abilities yeah i mean the idea for it was to have like an mmo not mmo excuse me a moba like a first person moba and like how would that work um but i know that some of the 
the different game outlets have gotten their hands on it, and some people have really liked it, and some people haven't liked it that much. So I guess we'll have to wait and see until they, you know, release some more information on it. But if you look, if you look online, you could find gameplay, you know, alpha, pre-alpha gameplay of the game right now. Cool. The only game that'll get me taking my wallet out any faster is if they said Fallout MMO. Well, yeah. Hand down, I'd be like, here's my wallet. You guys just return it whenever you want. I'm sure they'll eventually do that. Did you bother with the Elder Scrolls online? Oh, yes, I have it. Do you? Are you still playing it? Oh, yeah. I play it here and there. Just I, I jump in for the PvP. I have fun in the PvP part of it. I haven't heard a peep about that game online from anybody about anything. Like I, It's like I almost forgot that it even exists. And Jackie hasn't even delved into it. Did she no. even get it? I don't think she got it. Wow. There's a lot of new games coming out. That's the thing. It's true. It came out at a bad time. Yeah. Well, I'm not, you know what? I take that back. It came out in June, which is probably the right time for a game like that to come out. Um, but I, I think like it kind of slipped away from the the forefront of people's minds because mm-hmm. it had been so long since it had been announced until it actually had shown up in people's consoles. Yeah, you think games are getting too big that like if something comes out like The Witcher comes out right around uh, like ESO that it just dwarfs that other release entirely. It's not even on people's radars. Well, I mean, in, in certain ways, but like The Witcher is a you know a good example of a game being so big that it's daunting. Like, I played like an hour, another hour of The Witcher this week, and was just like, nope, like I do not have the, <laughs> excuse me, <coughs> I don't have the the patience for it right now. Like, or the, or the time. Like, I, I really want to play The Witcher when I could sit down for like five hours and play it in in a row, and I just don't have that right now because I feel like mm-hmm. I, if I play for, you know. I never know how much time I'm going to have. So if I play for a half hour, I feel like I'm, I, I may as well play, like, in a half hour, I can play six rounds of Rocket League. Or I could, like, talk to two people in The Witcher. <laughs> so I'm putting The Witcher on hold until I have more time to be able to, like, invest in it. But, like, I understand what you're saying about games being so big that other games get ignored. Like, some of our group are, like, not playing certain games because they're, like, there's just too much else out there right now. Like, Arkham Knight's not getting played by some people. Because they're like, well, I want to keep, you know, I want to Destiny, uh, the new expansion for Destiny is a couple of weeks away. What is? Hold on a minute. He hates Destiny. <laughs> okay. Even though, even though, let's just let's just put it out there on the table, Bob. How many days do you have spent in Destiny? Way too many. Like over ten? <laughs> oh, definitely over ten. Okay. Not to derail and turn this into a thing. What is your chief complaint about Destiny? Uh, I just don't like the the direction that they're going with the game. Okay. It's just it. They haven't made what it looks like to me, in my opinion. They haven't made a solid idea of where they're going. At one minute, you're like, all right, we have this story. And then they're like, all right, we're going to do away with this whole story. Now we're going to do something different. It's not going to be really related, but you're still going to have some stuff. And now you got the new DLC stuff that comes out now. And besides the price, I dislike. Mm-hmm. It's like $40 for a single DLC, where in the past you had a season pass, which covered... A whole bunch of DLC. You had two like six raids. Six months worth of yeah. stuff, yeah. Well, don't forget, Destiny will be out a year in September, mm-hmm. which is when usual season passes end after about a year. Call of Duty's, you know, the, what was Battlefield's uh, uh, season pass? I forget what it was called. Battle yeah. something. Theirs was at 50 least... 50 bucks. It was, it was 45, but it was at least they gave you... You had, like, nine expansions in it. Yeah, nine expansions of, like, a couple of maps that ended after like, a uh, year. like four or five maps, a bunch mm-hmm. of different weapons, some new vehicles. Yeah. Is The Witcher still pumping out its free content? As far as I know, it is. Okay. It's, 
so yeah, they, they said they were going to support it for a while, and we're only at, I think they were getting 18 free DLCs, and we're only at like two months after the game launches. Hmm. Destiny's going through like a big change in like next month. Yeah, That's well, they're it. scrapping all of the story they had voiced, and now they're doing a new voice actor on I, top of it. It's I like, love how that's a problem for you. Why is that a such a big voice deal? They're, they're wasting money on just revoicing the same story. Where Instead of they just fix the story. The story was bad in that game to begin with. Okay. I mean, most of it you didn't see in the game. You had to go to their app and read it outside of the game. They can't go back and change a ton of stuff in the opening game. Like They can't fix, that. They can't fix all that lore stuff. They can, they're going to delete do, all the voice stuff to yeah, it. Though. Okay. It's like the so same basically, thing. everyone makes fun of Peter Dinklage's voice in Destiny. Mm-hmm. It was just bad. Now, you, you could defend it and be like, well, it was like, it no, was he, okay. He sounds very, it, it, a lot of his he line very bored. Is, is unenthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you notice in the previous, um, the two DLCs that followed, no Peter Dinklage. They've had mm-hmm. other people voicing stuff. But they've run into a problem, and they, they talked about this on Giant Bomb today, um, where uh, they, what do you do with Peter Dinklage now? Destiny's a 10-year game, and he's voiced the ghost in the first game. Peter Dinklage is a movie star. He's got Game of Thrones. Like, Couldn't it, even show up for my interviews. That too. <laughs> um, he was the only one that wasn't there. But what do you do? Like, How do you get him back in there to record more stuff? And they were like, this is bad in the first place. So they got Nolan North, who voices Nathan Drake. Okay. And they're like, he's going to be the new ghost. Okay, so he's the new ghost from this point forward. That kind of like just sounds dumb that you're going to have Peter Dinklage in the first game. And then in the DLC afterwards and moving forward, you're going to have Nolan North. So after they hired Nolan North to go ahead and do all this new voice work for the stuff that's going to be you know, happening in September and, and forward, they said, go back and re-record all of the lines for Peter Dinklage. And then they're, gonna re- they're scrapping all of oh. Peter Dinklage's voice acting, and then Nolan North will be the new ghost that you hear starting September 15th. So if you pick up Destiny on that's... September 15th and play it, you will never know Peter Dinklage was ever in the game. Why didn't they just write something into the script where something happens ghost. to his program? Either a new ghost or like just he gets he gets damaged or something in his... Sure. I mean, they could have done that, but nobody likes the way that Peter Dinklage sounded in that game. It's mocked openly everywhere. So they looked at it and said, we're replacing him anyway. Why not just have him go back and re-record the lines? They're not paying him to go back and re-record those lines again. They're paying him to Man. be ghost from here forward. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what they paid to have him in that game that they're just scrapping that and they just had to eat it. Yeah, probably a lot. Well, not not as much as like Call of Duty spends on getting What's-His-Face in there to be, uh, who was on Call of Duty last year? The guy Robert Underwood from, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, not as much as they spent on getting Kevin Spacey because they modeled him into the game. Um, But, I mean, they they spent some money. I mean, their voice cast is terrific. If you go back and look at, at all the people, like they have really really good actors playing very very small parts in that game and you wonder why unless they've got stuff recorded for later that they haven't done yet but like some of the tower vendors are like famous actors hmm. like one of them is um the dude from firefly that everyone's in love with yeah nathan, Phil- uh, nathan, nathan fillion yeah, yeah. there's also that. the girl from um Battlestar Galact- it wasn't Battlestar galactica one of the uh katie sackoff was katie sackoff in there as well uh, she might be i don't know I, I may be making that up but anyway they're they're going back and they're re-recording the lines. They're getting rid of their light their light levels. They're just going straight level 1 through 40. So everything you do That's will in, increase your level. And uh, some people don't like some of the stuff that they're doing. They're making it so you can't use what you can still use old guns, but the new guns that you're going to get in the DLC are more powerful. So mm. some people are pissed that they spent all this time leveling up certain guns that they won't be able to use anymore for like higher level endgame stuff. 
It sounds like this game needed maybe another year. In it, the, in it's the like cooker. you're playing a beta for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could I could see that argument a little bit. But the thing is, like, for me, and Bob, you should know this more than anybody, is that mm-hmm. games constantly evolve. And the first oh, yeah. year that a game comes out, especially these type of games where they're like, we're not just a game, we are a, you know, a 10-year plan. They're going to shift and evolve and change all over the place. Like, how many... Whether you believe the game is an MMO or not, that's what they say that it is. It's not, yeah. But no, they, they say it's not an MMO. It's a, a shared world a shooter. A shared world is, shooter. Okay. But you're walking a fine line between an MMO and a shooter. Like, pick a side. Right. Here's a question. Speaking of evolving, whatever happened to that game? <laughs> Evolve. Like, did it. Are they still making stuff for it? Are they. Yeah, they're still. I mean, they're still doing the stuff. skins and stuff coming out. Are they people still, still playing it? Yes. I'm going to say, well, yes, there's obviously still people playing it, but they. I feel like they. They screwed up in a way that I was going to bring up later. Um, they like they they pushed really hard in a wrong direction, I feel, and like started alienating I, members of their own audience in a way. And I, I, it so? has nothing to do with um, the content in the game. Well, then what do you mean? They pushed really hard for like an esports angle on the game, okay. and they I feel like they struck out in a big way. And uh, we'll talk about that later with some of the stuff that comes up with uh, Gamescom. Sure. Um, what about Final Fantasy Heaven's Sword? Yes, I've been doing a lot of that lately. How's that? It's going good. Uh, there's a lot of stuff you got to catch up on. I mean, I haven't played it in a while, but why, coming why, back in... Why don't I know which Final Fantasy you're talking this about? This is 14. This is that on- so this, the second online version that they so made. So this is an... Ex- okay. There was 11, which was their first one they made. It was on the console and the PC, and then they pushed for this one. Is this the one Rob was talking about when he was on the show? No, that was just straight up Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Okay, so, so this is an expansion? On yeah, top this is the expansion that. on top of fourteen. Okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I so mean, it's, it's pretty the, good. There's a lot of stuff to catch up on. They put a lot of story into it. Nice. Are you excited for Final Fantasy fifteen? Yes, that is looking very good. It looks pretty amazing. The videos that I've seen for it are, are pretty intense. Um, Justin, hello. What'd you do? Well, uh, after mentioned, I, I had mentioned The Witcher, and I just can't get into that i started playing gwent and just did not understand why i lost and are you into the like i, I yes i'm in i'm into the game okay like like remove the time the time crunch oh yeah i i like it a lot okay. like it just just from like the hours or so that i spent with it i like the world i like the main character i mean i had started the witcher 2 and just it was like could not, i couldn't get into it even though i really liked the story the witcher 2 is notorious for being hard and mm-hmm. i was like i'm gonna come back to this and then just never did but I like what I've seen so far. I, I everybody's been talking about how great it is, and I keep hearing that you know it's fantastic and it's going to be game of the year, and I can see why just from like an hour. It's gorgeous. I I like the idea of what's going on in the story. That you know, it's not this big world-ending dilemma that I have to go you know help out with, or that the universe is at stake. I'm looking for I'm looking for a girl. Right, you're looking for for a friend. Yeah, and uh, I'm into that, and so I I'm going to absolutely 100 percent play this game. Okay. Uh, don't know if I'm ever going to play Dragon Age, ever, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. They got a new DLC coming out for Dragon Age. They do. I had a good time with Dragon Age. I was really really enjoying it at one point. Um, little, I mean, I know you can switch up the combat. You don't have to do it this way, but it was a little bit irksome to do kind of a like set it and forget it style of combat mm-hmm. of just holding down the trigger and letting it do its things it's all pre-programmed all yeah. your all your helpers or your whatever's your assistants do their thing and you can kind of just kick back but you don't have to you don't have to play the game that way if you don't want to 
Uh, but what I did play a decent amount of uh, was Rocket League. You got the platinum for that. I got the platinum for it. Congratulations. That was a fun thing. I really like that game a lot. That game is going to be high up on my game of the year. Everybody likes. It. I need to. I need to buckle down and play it. I need to go through those tutorials. Yeah, the tutorials are. You know, the, the first sets are fine. It's the advanced sets that you start really learning more about the way that the game should be played. Let me ask you a question: When you're going through the tutorials, is there an announcer telling you what to do? No, but that's pretty simple. Okay, because I was going through the first tutorial, and there was like nothing to tell me what I was supposed to do. I think they were placing the ball in different spots and just letting me go. And I'm like, okay, am I supposed to like corner it into the, am I supposed it's to never like... something like that? It's usually just put it in the goal. Mm, okay. There are certain ones where it's like the ball's hanging in midair and you've got to jump up, lean back on your car, use your boost to fly through the air and hit the ball in the area and get an aerial hit. Um, but that's like, that's like the advanced tutorials. Um, and that's where you'll find like goal, uh, you know, uh, being striker or being goalie. And, um, so the more I play that game that I was saying, the more I, I, I begin to understand how it should be played. And the more I watch people at a higher level play it, the more I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, sure, I'm never going to be able to compete with, you know, the amazing people who can put the ball on the hood of their car and fly across the map and just fly into the goal. Wow. Yeah, like, I'll never be able to do that stuff. And even stuff, some of the stuff that these guys are doing where, like, the ball's, like, so far in the air, and so the guy, like, drives up the side of the wall, kicks off the wall, boosts over, hits, hits it in the air, and it bounces and lands in the goal. That's I'll awesome. I'll never be able to do that. That's so cool. <laughs> uh, but, like, you know, when we were first playing, it was just a bunch of kid- kindergartners, like, everybody go over here where the ball is. Now everybody go over here where the ball is. And, like, mm-hmm. that's... That's a lot of fun because a it's chaser, a lot of fun. But it's, I played it. It's a lot of fun to like bump into people and blow people yeah, up when you're traveling like at high speeds. Massive explosions in the center. But like the more I've been playing, the more I want to play. Like you know, that, that's still fun. But like some games, I want to play where it's like I want to play goalie, and there's a goalie on the other side, and like I c- kind of communicate with my team. Like okay, I started in the back. I'm going to hang back. You guys go forward, and then like maybe I'll come out of the goal, pull forward a bit, and try and like get the press on when the ball is like deep into their area and then like try and race back and get, get back in the goal, which is probably like not the way that you're supposed to play it. But like I had to play 165 matches to get the platinum. Wow. And so I did, I, I played a lot of matches. I played a decent amount of matches online, a decent amount of matches against like high level AI and your skills get better. You mm-hmm. start noticing like, okay, like the ball's this way. And so I know that everyone's going to do this, but I'm going to not do that. Even though my gut is telling me, like, every every fiber in my body is telling me, like, get over there and punch that ball. <laughs> I know that everybody else is going to be there in a second. And it's like, just wait. Wait for the ball to pop out, and then you are by yourself, and you can go get it. Because nobody else is playing the game. Not the way that it's supposed to be played, but, like, nobody else is doing this. Nobody else is waiting for the ball to pop out of there. Right. And so, like, I've gotten a couple of those where it's, like, I'm driving, and the ball's, like, goes up on the wall and goes maybe, like, a quarter of the way up the wall, and I can, like, drive up the wall, jump off, hit the ball, and, like, push it towards the goal. So, like, I've been able to do stuff like that, and I, I really like that game. I like that game a lot. And I, I played... Bobby, were you playing through the season yesterday when I looked over... When I saw Actually, you my on? niece was playing a little bit of it. She likes car games. She's like, what do you got for car games? I'm like, I got this car game with rockets and a soccer ball. She's like, all right. Here's the controller. Knock stuff out. Awesome. So, so you're really enjoying it. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean... 
Patrick Klepek, um and another one of the writers at Kotaku did like a joint review of the game, and they both were like, we hate multiplayer games. I hate playing with people online. You know, I, that's not my scene at all. And they both really enjoyed the game just for the experience of online. Like, look, I don't like playing online by myself either. Um, I hate talking to other people. I, I hate, you know, the 12-year-olds that come and scream in your ear. Squeakers. Yeah. Uh, but this game is great because I don't have to talk to anybody. There's like... Um, you can use the D-pad to be like, nice goal, nice shot, nice this, nice that. Um, and it's just a game where it's like just fun. It's it's silly fun, but there's like there's a level of skill in the fun that becomes apparent once you start seeing other people play. And then the more you play, the better that you get. Um, hmm. Like we had a friend, Eric, come on last night. First time he had played, first couple matches, terrible. Like, you know... Did not really understand the concept. Like, it's an easy concept to understand, but, like, did not understand the physics so much. Like, right. every time he would jump for the ball, we wouldn't be anywhere near it because the, the ball does these weird bounces. By his, like, fifth or sixth game, he had scored, like, four or five goals in the game. And then, the things that Eric does immediately becomes amazing at every game he touches. Yeah. Don't you but hate like, people like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's annoying with Eric. Uh, but, you know, it, it, I, it, he's not the first person I've seen do that. Right. And uh, he won't be the last either. So, I mean, it's no longer free on Plus, but if you didn't pick it up, I can't recommend picking it up enough. It is. It's a good time. I got to get down on that. I got to make time, find time to it is worth sit it. down with it. Yeah, I got to do I got to do it with friends. I got to get Hugh on. I got to, um, I don't know. I just, I got to, I got to do it with friends because otherwise I'm just going to get frustrated. And I did like the first few times that I played it, all I did was chase the ball. I was that asshole. No, I mean, and honestly, for the first, I don't know, like... Four or five hours. That's all we all. That's all we did anyway. And some people really that I play with don't want to play the game in a different way. Mm-hmm. They just want the pure chaos of it and the fun of it, and they don't want to think about being like even slightly competitive. That was me. I was pretty much just crashing into people. Yeah. Well, we have some people that we play with that just play enforcer, <laughs> and so what, they don't even go for the ball. They just get all the boost that they can and try and crash into everybody and blow them up. Damn. So I'll be playing goalie, and somebody will come and try and snipe me and destroy me as I'm goalie so they can get easy goals. Hmm. It's awesome. All I've gotten so far in that game is assists. I haven't gotten a single goal yet. That's where I'm at. Play against the computer. It's really easy to get I goals was. against the computer. I Just was. drive forward. Yeah, most of the times they'll put it in their own goal anyway. <laughs> Sometimes the, the rookie level AI is really dumb. It was driving me nuts that I couldn't uh, I couldn't get to the ball when they would drop it in the middle at the start of the match. That I was boosting to try. Where, where would you start? Did you start directly looking at it or did you start at an angle? A couple of different positions. The angle one, you just use your boost, and you'll you always get there in time. Hmm. Maybe I'm just terrible. Just hold circle. You can, because the second you hit circle, when those two spots, you're going to run over a plate that gives you boost anyway. Mm-hmm. So you're always going to be able to get to the ball. I mean, sure, sometimes you might, you're not going to be the first to hit it, but you should be able to get at least the nose of your car on it at some point. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll have to. I'm going to have to. Um, you know what? When I go to Canada uh, next week, I'll have that game with me, and... Uh, I'll uh, I'll dig into it. Then. Yeah, and it's great as split screen. You can yeah. go split screen online. You know, I've never been a fan of split screen games. Well, it's not like I'm a TV I- hog. I don't know. It's not ideal, <laughs> but you can do it, and it works. You know what I hate? Split screen and Lego games. Ooh. Once they started doing that, like, kind of, um, I don't even know how you would describe it. Like that forever roving uh, split. That it's not just down the middle. It's not. It fixed. rotates. Yeah, it rotates according to where you are, and it kind of the closer you get. The more the line, it, it gets smaller and smaller until you're on the same screen. I always oh. kind of like that. I it, 
Well, I like playing. I liked playing split screen Lego games. Like, it worked for the Marvel Lego game. Yeah. It didn't work for the Batman games. I don't know why. Especially Batman Two. I hated Batman Lego Two. I, that game drove me insane. I played it for maybe a few days and I I turned it off. It was just I got way too claustrophobic trying to play that game. Something about the Batmobile and the the like, oh, open world and no, <laughs> it was not good for me. Um, other people probably had a different experience, but they're not me. So I'm a screen hog. I can only have one on my screen. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like having full screen just to have the full presentation. Um, like I'm trying to teach my girlfriend how to play Borderlands. That's like our new project, and uh, she's like, "Oh, play with me, play with me." I'm like, "Trust me." I'm like, "You want to learn this having the full screen at mm-hmm. your, you know, at your at your leisure." So, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Baby steps. There you go. She's better at me than at Diablo at this point. So, <laughs> uh oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, I believe me, man. I couldn't be more proud. She is the exact same distance away from the uh, getting the platinum as I am and we're gonna we're gonna time it so that we do the last twenty five bounties together and we get our <laughs> platinums at the same time. Hold the last one. Adorable. So anyway, um is that all you played? Yes. I uh downloaded Galaxy uh and just it last night it was I could get the platinum and get in uh ro- um God God. I can get I can get the platinum in uh Rocket League or I could start playing Galaxy and I looked and it was like one o'clock and I was like I should just play these last two matches, get the platinum, and then go to sleep. How so much wanna... was uh, Galaxy for Plus members? Last week it was 15. It's no longer... Oh, yeah, just it went... it's on sale it's this week. On sale, yeah. It's on sale this week. The pre-order was 15. I think now if you're trying to buy it, it's 20. Might be. Yeah. I think the pre-orders were the one that discounted money. Is game that big to be a $20 game? It's got a fair amount to it. Yeah, it's like... It's kind of like Rogue Legacy slash Spelunky. I need to look into it more. Uh, let's see. I beat Batman, finally. Yay. Yay. I 100% of that game. Yay. It took me forever. You guys sitting here telling me, oh, you know, two hours. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, you lunatic. You were really like two or three hours away from the end of the game, but you decided to go 100% before you beat the game. Yep. Yeah, well, that's different. I didn't hear any of that special dialogue you guys were talking about when you're roaming around after beating the game, and they're all talking about, like, the end game stuff with who, you know, the yes. Batman bow, all that crap. Um, I heard, like, two things. And I'm like, oh, all right, so they, you know, they know the deal, and then, then that's it, and then it was over. Um, but, I mean, no spoilers, because uh, if you didn't catch it, uh, Bob, Bobby, Shortle, and Justin put together a uh, Batman Arkham Knight spoiler cast that went up last week. If you guys have played the Batman game or you just don't care about spoilers, you should definitely listen to it because there's some really good stuff in there. It's sitting in the Talking Comics special edition feed. Yeah. That's where it's hiding out in case you were wondering. So yeah, Batman hidden. I don't know that we ever tweeted it out. I should do that. Yes, that was my fault. I, I realized that we didn't tweet it out like an hour or two ago. I didn't even know it was up until after I beat it. Yeah. But, um, I forgot it was going in there, and so like I saw the tweet went up. I'm like, oh good, then it's it, it's in the show feed because I never look at the feeds. Yeah. And then a couple hours ago, I was like, let me just you know make sure that it did get up there. For yeah. some reason, I looked and was like, wait, where is it? And then I remembered that it was in the other one. Yeah. I mean, my my, my top like three personal contenders for for like personal game of the year. I don't know what's gonna win you know site wide game of the year, but um, between Life is Strange and I believe well uh, The Witcher. 
and definitely, definitely Batman Arkham Knight is way up there for me. Um, the last, like the last couple of hours of that game were brilliant, positively brilliant from both a video game standpoint and from being a longtime fan. I mean, Batman was my, my first favorite superhero and, and has been for such a long time. But, um, my God, like some of the stuff that they go into the, um, just the, the mental breakdown that all, that it's all like, it's all coming to a head at the end of that game. And they really mess with the player. And if you're not careful, you can really get lost in the delivery of, of what they're trying to do. Like I had to really parse through it Mm -hmm. and I had to listen to the spoiler cast to like, excuse me, like just to make sure that I understood it a hundred percent because I had my interpretation of it. And then I listened to you guys and I kind of met in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Um, There were aspects of that show that I wish that I was there. And then there were aspects. I was just like, I have no place remembering (laughs) the things that you guys remembered and things that you picked apart from early on in the game. I've been playing that game since it came out. Don't remember half the stuff you guys were talking about, but uh, that's just my terrible memory. But yeah, I mean, Super, super, super good. I really enjoyed the Batmobile stuff. I do agree that perhaps there was a little bit too much of it. But overall, I think if they were going to do it, they did it well. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of the the, the combat with that. I could have done without the races. But I like... like I didn't... The tank controls were, were a point of contention. It is a tank. If you're not going to have tank controls on a tank, then I don't know what you would do. Yeah. So... Um, but I like the the variations and, and you know leveling up the the Batmobile and being able to attack uh, things a certain way where they're vulnerable where they're not vulnerable yeah um, all of that stuff I thought was really cool I like utilizing the Batmobile to solve um, riddles and you know crimes and find people and stuff like that not all the side stuff was great but uh, the vast majority of it they had good stuff and there were a couple of uh, really decent surprises villains that popped up that I didn't expect uh, tons and tons of Easter eggs. Uh, there was a, a villain that shows up towards the end of the game that I've been dying to see the whole time. I already know who you're talking about. And he's there. Yep. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, he looked good. I wish, kind of wish that he was in the game, but at least he, he pops up towards the end. And uh, like I said, just the psychological aspect of, of the last two hours or so of that game are, are really, really, really good. And if you're looking for good storytelling in video games, even though it's coming from the Batman pedigree, it's awesome. So yeah, really, really, really enjoyed it. Haven't played any of the DLC yet, but um, I enjoyed, I would say I enjoyed two of the three endings. I thought one of them was a little off, but I could appreciate the humor of it. Um, but beyond that, I actually went to the store the other day and I picked up the Rare Replay that came out. And uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, uh, Rare has recently uh, released a kind of a collection where it's 30 of their titles from all the way back in the day to, you know, kind of semi-present. And uh, I'd say, what, like last gen? Like all the way up to last gen yeah, stuff? Yeah, Xbox 360. They, they, there's some notable games that aren't on here. Yeah. Um, Donkey Kong Country. Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yeah. Right. 
I mean, you've got games like Attic Attack and Banjo Kazooie and Nuts and Bolts, Nuts and Bolts, um, Battletoads, Cobra Triangle, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which has you know two games on here that I've never played that are were on my my bucket list that we did a few weeks back, um, being Conquer's and the Banjo Kazooie games. I really want to play those. I love platformers, and um, I never played Perfect Dark or Perfect Dark Zero for that matter. Oh, Both good Dark games. Z- you liked Perfect Dark Zero when yeah. it came out on 360. Yeah. Why yeah. you didn't like it? I remember that game. Not hearing that game wasn't good. That game was not good. I did not like that game at all. Bob shrugs. I like, but see, like I liked Cameo Elements of Power, which was a 360 mm-hmm. launch game, and I liked that game. It came with my system, and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll play this, and I ended up really liking it. So I popped Snake, it in. Snake and roll. And of course, because I never play my Xbox One, I never. It's not hooked up. I don't anything. It's just it's there. The last thing I played was Ori in the Blind Forest. Before that was probably like Killer Instinct. Oh yeah, Killer Instinct was a great game. That and Clay yeah. Fighter. Yes. So Killer Instinct uh, Gold is actually on this collection. So um I popped it in. And of course, this always happens. I get all set to sit down and I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm going to you know, I got a couple hours, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to go through all these games, and I'm going to have all these memories, and I'm going to have a good time. And I pop it in and of course I need to update my system. That took forever. That took about 45 minutes. That's 45 minutes off of my time able to play it. Uh, that gets installed. I pop in Rare Replay. Every game mm. on Rare Replay needs to be loaded into your system. It's yep. not just one cohesive file that goes in. They're all separate. So you have to load in every damn thing. And each one of them takes X amount of time. So add like another hour and a half to that 45 minutes and you have almost three hours yeah. just to play rare replay. I think someone was saying that you can load them a little quicker from the, the dashboard where it doesn't have to like install yeah. everything. If you go to the rare actual dashboard, when you start it, mm-hmm. it'll allow you to pick it. It takes a little longer to load, but it's not installing like everything. Right. And I had people telling me that I could change the power settings and like you can get those updates in the background and you don't even like, you'll never see the updates because if, if you're, you leave your, you leave the system in sleep mode. I know. See, I, I don't do that though. I know, but you then you never have to worry about the updates ever. I know, but I just I forget that I even have the damn thing. Well, it's not that's all me. I'm not saying that that's a problem with the system. That is totally all me. But um I just this is the same the same time every every single time I go to play my uh my Xbox One Sunset Overdrive. That was the other game. It's just it's it's like a hour and change long journey just for me to play what I bought. But anyway, what's up? Leave it in sleep mode. Never have to worry about that ever again. Yeah, but that eats more electricity. Then just turn it on once a week. Mm. I'll try. I'll take that under advisement. <laughs> I know that you've been that was suggested to you by somebody else too. Yeah, yeah no, I had a couple of people um, contact me on Twitter that were saying that I should do that. Um, I think Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck was uh, was recommending that. Did you ever beat Sunset Overdrive? <laughs> no. Did you ever start it? No. It's still worst. wrapped up. Really? <laughs> yeah. You just play that game. That game's really Dude, good. Dude, that game's awesome. Yeah, I gotta get to it. That game's really good. The game has some of the best boss battles that I've I've come across in quite a while. So does Splatoon, which we, we really didn't... I have one world left uh, before I beat, I guess, the story mode in that game. And that game has apparently gotten like a buttload of... Uh, free content and upgrades and stuff like that since its release it wasn't really free content it wasn't free it's on the disc oh like it's it's locked they did things in a weird way you know they uh 
I've never seen a game do this where they like locked rank matches until a certain hour has passed for the entire community playing the game. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in a weird way, which they're tricking you into thinking that it's free content, which is fine, I guess, if that's the way they want to do it. But like every time they come out with a new gun, it's not like they're they're adding it in DLC. As as far as the way I understand it, is that it's on the disc, but they're just unlocking it now. Interesting. Yeah. Splatoon, isn't that the one? With, that's the paint one, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. The only thing I heard about that game was everyone was drawing wangs all over the place in that game. Oh yeah, ink wangs. It's true. Octopus wangs. It's a fun game. It, like squid wangs. I'm sorry. Everyone that's played it really likes it. I thought it was okay. Mm. I I only spent a couple of matches with it. I, I should spend more. I like it a lot. I think it's really good. Game developers should just know better than let players draw things on a game. <laughs> it's not in a game that you draw it though. No, it's like, but it's in this, you, like, you it's put in it down lo- and like your shots come down. Yeah. yeah, but then it's immediately covered by anybody else playing the game. It's like in a different spot they can do it. Yeah, like, but you also have the lobby. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah. lobby. Yeah, the lobby. When you're when you're walking around, you have the the game pad that you can draw on, so you can draw you know squid wangs. Yeah, that's that's why it's a terrible idea to let players draw anything on a multiplayer game. <laughs> well, especially for Nintendo, since Nintendo is usually really careful about that stuff. But there's only so much you can do. Just wait till Mario Maker comes out. You know how many Wang levels there are going to be in Mario? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'd be going down into the pipes. That's what's going to happen with that game. That game's going to be fun. Um, so, all right. So I popped in. My, it finally loaded up. And uh, it gets, Rare Replay has this amazing, amazing opening sequence. It's a musical number. And it's all of the games and all of its characters in this like giant Broadway like montage <laughs> and they're all singing about the different games that you're going to be able to play on this thing. And there's all like fireworks and just everybody's been, you know, up and they look great in full HD and the whole bit and they're singing and dancing and, and there's all kinds of explosions and it's really entertaining. And it made me, it actually made me smile when the game finally loaded. I was like, all right. I'm like, this, this is getting me kind of pumped up. This is cute. And um, so I'm going through the list, and I'm siphoning through the games, and the first one that I landed on was RC Pro-Am. That was my jam back in the day. I loved RC Pro-Am. But it's, um, it's amazing how much you remember about these old-school games, but it's also funny how much you forget oh, yeah. about the old-school games. So I load it up. And like the music comes on, like, nee, 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 nee. and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like you know, taking me back. I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm playing this by myself. I really wish I had somebody else in the room that I could have elbowed them and be like, hey man, you remember this? But uh, I load it up, and it just it's they just throw you right into the first race, and the moment that you lose, there's you now first, second, third, and fourth place. Um, if you're not in one of those places, it lists you as out. <laughs> in the game and the only real skill to playing the game is you have to be really good at cornering and you have to corner around every say, wasn't that a little weird like the steering was a little off on that game wasn't oh, it? oh it's terrible it's it's terrible it's terrible but it's it's terrible in that old school way of like that's all we had that was all you had you mm-hmm. didn't have like you know shifting gears and and you know revving up and realistic driving and stuff like this this was like elaborate well not even elaborate this was rc car driving Mm. and you know you're on these really basic tracks but there's oil slicks and there's puddles of water but there's also um like boost arrows and there's uh as you're like the way to upgrade your car is you have to drive over it's either i think it's like engine parts um 
rims and tires. There might be a fourth one, but I think it's only three. Mm. And uh, as you're driving, you run over these things and you collect them. I collected a couple of the letters. I know I've been wondering what they were going to do because you usually spelt Nintendo. Yeah. I didn't get far enough to know what the word's going to be, but the first two letters were C-H. I have no idea (laughs) what that's going to end up spelling. Um, But I got the letters C and H before before I I crashed out. So, um, yeah, oh, man. That game was so much fun, but I, I completely forgot that when you're cornering and when you're steering... Uh, the screeching sound oh, yeah. of the tires <laughs> that there's so much cornering in the game. It's constant. It's constant. <laughs> it never ends. And it's really high pitched and really annoying, <laughs> but it's, it's old school. So what are you going to do? You know, there isn't, there isn't variations of burning rubber and, and cornering and stuff like that. So, but um, it's still the same exact game. I'm really happy to have it. I mean, you got to break it down. It's a dollar a game. For, oh, yeah. for this rare replay, Can't 30 games, 30 bucks um, plus tax. But I mean, you're, you're getting everything for, for a dollar game. So a dollar for RC Pro-Am is, is just fantastic. Uh, the other ones that I played, I played Battletoads. Oh, that's a great game. Yes, it is. Um, I remember being really good at Battletoads mm. back in the day. Nobody was really good at Battletoads. I was all right at it. I was. And I, I started it up and... It lo- were you able to choose which toad you wanted to be at the beginning of Battletoads back in the day? I can't remember. Uh, okay. Last time I played Battletoads, I, I was like six. Because they showed me a screen where it was the three. I don't remember their names. I know one of them is Rash, but there's there's two others. And it's Zit and something else. Oh, I can't remember. But it looks like you're going to be able to choose who you want to be to go through the game. And it just kind of like it showed three toads and then it was done. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to be whoever you chose. And... You know, it's a side-scrolling, beat-em-up adventure kind of game. And I'm playing it, and I'm playing the first level. Pimple. Pimple, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's gross. So <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing punches, and I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I'm like, you know, everybody's – nobody really remembers this game. the way. It's, it's fine. It's just fine. And so I beat the first level, and it's really just about being on the correct plane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what those games, those beat-em-ups were all about. Like, either you were on the same plane as the, your opponent or you weren't. And you threw a punch and you missed, but you move up, like, half an inch. And then you're hitting them. And then you're hitting them. It was like that with the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too. It took me a while to get used to it because yep. you can move up and down the thing. You're like, I'm going to – I'm not hitting anything. <laughs> um, so I'm playing the game, and, you know, these, these warthog things with uh, – cattle prods or whatever coming after me and I'm beating the crap out of them and like my fist is getting larger and I'm uppercutting them in the face. I'm like, this is great. Uh, I defeated a robot and grabbed like uh, one of the legs off of the robot. It kind of acts like a crowbar <laughs> and if you time it right, you can just smash people in the face and every time you smash them, it knocks them like off screen and <laughs> then they come back until they're dead and I, you know, just blazed through the first level. I was like, oh man, like this is great. I'm doing great. Got to the second level. Second level, you're kind of excavating and you're going down mm-hmm. a hole and you're on a rope. The rope, yeah. Yeah, the rope, like the little winch thing. And you're you're sliding from side to side and you're kicking uh like crows and stuff in the face. And if you kick them, uh a feather or something will fly off of them and you can actually grab it and use it as like a little sword. Mm. And you like your body morphs into um kind of like an anvil or a wrecking ball mm-hmm. and you're sm- you're smashing from side to side. Uh, I got to the end of that level and I was still doing really good. Got to the third level 
I died <laughs> so quickly. It was not even funny. I didn't even know what happened. Um, so I played that. And I was like, you okay. Got through, you got through the driving part? No. I thought the driving part was at the bottom of the hole. I remember that. I remember going as a kid. I remember going down the hole on the rope, getting on the speeder bike, and the speeder bike just being the part I could never get past. I don't recall. The only thing I really remember from that game remember. is actually swinging down. Whenever someone says Battletoads, I just remember the swinging down stage, and that was mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, you don't remember the, that. That's like a famous thing now. Is uh, make the, it to the bottom the speeder bike that you know you have to go left, right, left, right to try and avoid those planks and then <laughs> jump over stuff. The Eaton uh, Shovel Knight. They kind of made fun of that level in a way. They they brought it into Shovel Knight for the Xbox One version <laughs> when you fight the Battle Toads. Is you have to actually go down that level and and do that level, get on the speeder bike and avoid that stuff. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. I could never get past that part. That's awesome. Um, so what else did I play on there? I played Cobra Triangle. Uh, for those of you that don't remember what Cobra Triangle is, it's a speedboat game with uh just a. a really impressive amount of different objectives uh, per level. Hmm. Like, you have to drag mines from one end to the other with other speedboats chasing you. There's another one where you kind of have to slalom um, through ramps and grab, uh, like, buoys. And and there's another one where you have to kind of go through a, uh, like, a river rapids and shoot targets on the side of the screen. Um, there was another one where you have to avoid whirlpools, which was hmm. absolutely ridiculous, and I totally failed out on that level. But um, it's just it's it's incredible that I remember owning these games. I had these games, like I purchased them outright, and I don't remember how much these games were back in the day. But I could not imagine paying something like forty, fifty dollars for uh, something it, like it, Cobra Triangle. It wasn't that much. I, I'm trying to remember now. What they was... were expensive. They were. Yeah, it was up there, but it, I don't think it was like those games were expensive, Bob. Hmm. I'd have to look Could it up. I can't remember what the exact cost was, but I know that some like um, Genesis games were like eighty bucks. Hmm. So wow. if Genesis games are eighty bucks. You know, I'm, I'm figuring the NES games got to be like around the same time. Like, you know, actually, yeah, they, they they had to be more expensive because judging for inflation, uh, I remember when. The 360 and PS3 bumped the games up from 50 to $60. They were still cheaper than the games we bought as kids. Man, I can't believe that. I, uh, considering that, how many I owned if my parents were the ones buying me those I games. I just remember the NES was like 200 bucks when it first released here. That I remember. Um, so let's see. So Cobra Triangle was a little bit of a thing. Uh, I had fun with it for a couple of minutes, but I, I don't know how much I'll be going back to that. Uh, I played Gunfright. The game is awful. The game is awful. It is a western where your your progress is measured in money, in dollars. That you you have all these different screens. There's like four different uh, partitions of a screen. So you have like wanted posters, and you have uh, dollar amounts for your progress. You have the actual game world itself where you're walking around as a cowboy. You have this little pea shooter of a gun. And every time that you shoot something, it drops their like cowboy hat. And you have to walk over and pick up the cowboy hat, and it adds to your money. Every time that you loose a bullet, you shoot a bullet, it takes away from your total. So you're constantly having to buy things to replenish. And that sounds like it's just standard fare. For all the way back in the day, for the for the format that this game comes in, mm-hmm. it sucked. 
<laughs> it sucked. I, 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 I hated it. I played it for a couple of minutes and I was like, nope. So everyone's saying like on the forum, I've gone to a couple different forums and everyone says between 45 and $60. Yeah. SNES games went as high as 70 to 80. Uh, N64 games were around 60. Um, Chrono Trigger was 100 when it came out. I remember that. But, yeah, but that was an import, wasn't it, Chrono Trigger? Yeah, but if you think about it, though, you know, just going by the minimum wage back then, mm-hmm. it, you know, they may be the same price, but they actually cost more yeah. to the person than they do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one that I that I checked out last night that I had time for was Snake Rattle and Roll. Yeah, which was I played that game so much back in the day, so good. And uh, it's funny how you know all we had back in the day was the Nintendo controller to play these games. And it's just up, down, left, right. That's it. Now we have the analog. You don't want to play Snake, Rattle, and Roll with the analog, (laughs) let me tell you. So I'm playing the game, and as much as I played it back in the day, I completely forgot that the objective is to kind of like traverse the level enough to get to the weighing station, and the the little like snake bits will come out, and you have to eat them, and it adds to your body weight. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to the next level, you have to ring the bell, it'll open the door and whatever, and you have to avoid all this stuff. But it's just, it's so, like, there's, you know, jumping mushrooms, and there's, like, black checkers, just weird stuff that makes no sense, has <laughs> no business being in a video game, doesn't has, has nothing to do with snakes, but it's in there. Yeah. And you've got to avoid it. <laughs> and every time you go into the water, which is often, because if you don't have a handle on the controls just yet, because you haven't played this game in over 20 years, um, you have the little the little Jaws music. <laughs> that comes on and the, the, the shark or whatever's in the water I remember. Uh, comes after you and tries to eat you. You have to get back onto land before uh, he's <laughs> able to snag you. And uh, that game was really fun. I love the, the sound that uh, that it makes when you eat one of the things and like you, you lash your tongue out, you grab the ball. I can still hear it now. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. So yeah, snake rattle and roll was, uh, was a lot of fun. I had a, I had a lot of, a lot of good times playing that last night. And, um, I mean, that's only one, two, three, four. That's five games of the 30. Mm. I still have 25 other games to uh, to go through. And I'm sure that not all of them are, are going to be amazing. But, uh, I mean, I, it's... So it's, can't go wrong. It's a dollar a game. It's a solid purchase. If you have an Xbox One and you, you don't pick up the rare replay, um, I mean, the nostalgia factor is real strong with this and if anything it's a really good exercise in how far we've come you know as gamers and as an industry the things that we're doing now compared to what we were contending with back then like you have an x amount of lives that when you're done you are done yep. they put you right back to that main menu you have nothing left it's like every game is a roguelike back then absolutely insane so um i'm sure if over the next couple of weeks i'll be uh diving into that a little bit more and playing some more things. I want to stream these games because they're just, they're amazing for streaming, but uh, I have not set up my Twitch situation. I don't know what to use as far as um, like talking. And I have the, what the hell is the thing? The connect. You can mm. use the connect for that, right? Yeah. It should be able yeah, to stream through you it. Can. All right. I'm going to have to figure out the PlayStation. I, the connect should be anything. One, any one of those. Hmm. The connect should be it works fine for it, and I think you still have the headset that came with the system. Now that will work fine as well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna have to do that because hilarity ensues. Oh yes. 
So, um, so that's pretty much what we've been playing this week. The other thing that we have going on is GamesCon 2015 is underway, and uh, they've announced a couple things. So uh, I'm going to actually hand the reins over to Justin, who's got a, a list over there, and we're just going to go through it a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Gamescom is in Germany. Um, oh, I forget where it is in Germany. Name just Cologne. Like Cologne, yes. And it is thing above H. <laughs> it is open to the public, and it is a hot mess over there from what I hear. I've always been interested in going, but there's like 110,000 people there. Or something you need like tickets, though. It's not free. Yeah. No, it's open to the public, though. Like, you okay. can buy tickets and go, whereas E3 is not open to the public. Anymore. Yeah, anymore. yeah it used to be. Right. Uh, so, yeah, um, Sony and Nintendo, so it's weird. Sometimes Sony goes, sometimes they don't. I think that Sony is um, content to release their information when they want to release it with PSX. Microsoft doesn't have anything like that, so they went back to Gamescom. And uh, last year they made some big announcements there. I think that's where they announced that Tomb Raider was exclusive mm-hmm. to the Xbox One with quotation marks because we know it's coming a year later to the PS4. Uh, so this year they had their... Uh, it's a full year. It's a full year. Yeah. Jeez. So this year they uh, they had their um, media briefing, and it was early, uh, 9 a.m. on the East Coast, much earlier on the West. And uh, they kicked things off um, with a bunch of games that we have not really seen that much of. Uh, but the first game we actually have, it's uh, the first game they show is Quantum Break, which is from Remedy, the guys who did Alan Wake. And that is their weird... Uh, TV show slash video game that they've been talking about It's a little odd in their details. They've been talking about this game since they first debuted the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's been delayed, I think, twice. I definitely know it was delayed once, but I'm pretty sure it was delayed again. Um, We have a release date for it, April... I think it's April 11th? Uh, Definitely in April. I think it's April 11th, 2016. Uh, They debuted about, say, like... 10 minutes of gameplay and mm-hmm. they had shown gameplay before and uh the story is that time is breaking and that these people were affected by time breaking and they could do use these they could break time themselves and use time bubbles to stop time and move things around and kind of change things that they want uh, to change uh, but the, the kick was that they were supposed to have a tv show going with it simultaneously um and we still don't know what, what's going on with the TV show. They say that the TV show is going to be happening in the game. Potentially focusing on the villains. Yes. So the, the game itself focuses on the heroes. The TV show focuses on the villains. Uh, Sean Ashmore, uh, Ashmore um, from a couple different things, most notably probably X-Men uh, is one of them. Um, Dominic. Oh, I forget how to say his last name. I don't even want to pronounce it. It begins with an M. He was one of the Hobbits. He was on Lost. Monaghan. Monaghan, yes. Uh, the guy who plays Littlefinger on Game of uh, Game of Thrones looks to be the bad guy because yeah. that suits oh, that's him perfect. pretty well. That's what he does. Uh, so it looks like I don't know if it's just like FMV cutscenes or what's going to go on. They haven't really talked about it that much. They just said it's going to be happening in the game. Uh, but they showed the gameplay. It's a cover shooter with these weird time mechanics. It looks gorgeous, um, and uh, it looks like a game that I'm going to be interested in coming out in April. Uh, then we got, got to see two games that they announced at E3 last year, mm-hmm. uh, Crackdown and uh, Scalebounds. Mm-hmm. Started with Crackdown. It is now Crackdown 3, which is good, uh, instead of just rebooting the series. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, I, 
I'm not a big fan of when they do this. It's like we're gonna show you gameplay, but it's, the gameplay is kind of on the screen, like on you're looking at a developer working on the game, mm. and then it would like pop up into full screen, then back to a developer's computer. Uh, they talked about multiplayer a lot with that, uh, and uh, they the original Crackdown <clears throat> was really fun for multiplayer. And they they showed the destructive environments, and so during the trailer we saw last year the CGI trailer, a dude drove a, a vehicle into a building and knocked the building down, and it looks like you're going to be able to do that type of stuff in multiplayer. Nice. And yep. they showed a building just come down, take down other buildings with it, and uh, they just talked about like that full uh, scale destruction and being able to <clears throat> go about the game in whatever way that you guys see fit. Um, they said summer 16 for multiplayer, so my guess is they're going to have like a multiplayer beta. Summer 16, and then probably a fall, winter, holiday 16. Holiday, <clears throat> probably. Release. Was that this year or next year? 2016. Next year, yeah. Okay. <coughs> All right. Zion over here. Uh, Scalebound. Bobby, talk about Scalebound for a minute. Oh, Scalebound. This is uh, what we get with uh, our, our version of, I guess, Monster Hunter. It's basically what you closely compare it to. Yes, that's what it looks like. Oh, it's. I'm very excited for this game. Are you? Oh, yeah. It's something new. Well, I don't want to say new, but something different. We got a lot of the same, like, I don't want to say the industry is kind of stale, but it's kind of stale. Got a lot of the same cookie cutter games coming out. This is the first one that looks like, hey, we're dealing with like a dragon that that's like tethered to you now, mm-hmm. and you got to go through the world, and you're fighting other monsters alongside the dragon, which you can switch a perspective back, like from your character to the dragon. You can control the dragon and like order him to do certain things as you're going around. Right. It looks weird. It looks like, you know, I'm like a Monster Hunter Devil May Cry thing. Because yeah. it's, it's platinum, and so it's going to have platinum's combat. Um, it's just like a weird-looking game, because I mean, during the trailer last year, like, okay, dragons. Why is that guy wearing Beats headphones? It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so you are a human um, named Drew. You have your, like, your entire left arm or right arm is just, yeah. a, like, a, it's all scaled. And it has claws and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's like you can be hacking and slashing, then pull out a bow and arrow, and you put on your crazy music, and you're attacking. And uh, they said it's going to be four-player co-op. Four players with four dragons is going to be amazing. I need to see more. Like, I I need to see more of this. Like, is this going to be, like, a big open sandbox game? Is it going to be more linear? I would think it would have to be something sort of like sandbox. If you're going to have four players in an area, it would be kind of tight to put them in confinement yeah um you know they, they kill one of the monsters there and all these gems come out and a chest comes out and guy picks up i think it was like a, a, a proximity bomb that he ends up throwing on one of the monsters and it, it's weird i looked at it and was just like i did, did not know that this is what this was going to look like i didn't know that's what it was going to be either i thought it was something completely different um it's ign's game of the month for august so there's going to be a lot of stuff on ign mm-hmm. about it um, probably a lot more videos, um, but it's weird. Is it's, you know, IGN usually does their game of the month for something that's like sort of within, I'll say, like a calendar year. Like th- their last one was No Man's Sky, which everyone knows is probably like w- within a, within a calendar year. Hopefully. But the rest of their games were always stuff that's like, hey, this is going to be released in like three months. Mm-hmm. Scalebound's not coming out to holiday 2016, so we're like a year and a half away, if not more. I'm okay with that. Let them get everything ironed yeah, like, in nice. Yeah, like, fine. That's, that's totally fine. I thought it was really cool that they actually played the game from the start menu. Mm-hmm. Like, there was press options to go, and it wasn't just like a... Um, this is a setup a vertical demo slice. for you to yeah. play. Yeah. 
so yeah, that game that game looked weird and interesting, and I want to see more. I want to see more of it, uh, but definitely interesting. Um, they talked about backwards compatibility coming in November, and what I thought was really interesting about that was uh, the fact that all games with gold 360 games will be backwards compatible. Hooray! Ooh. So now, when you know, whenever this goes into effect, whatever games that you see coming out, you'll be able to play, which is cool. Um, they also talk about DVR functionality, but that was for Europe. I'm not even sure if that was for the Americas. I hope it comes here. Yeah, I'm handy. sure. I'm sure it definitely will at some point. Um, I got rid of my DVR box, and I can. I can check use that, that out for you. I got a little something right here that right. I can look up. In the meantime, uh, they showed that their Killer Instinct is getting a season, a season three, three coming up. Uh, but you could download uh, Rash from Battletoads as one of the characters yeah. that day. I saw that. Too. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, they brought out the creator of uh, Bloodstained and talked about that game and how it's going to be coming to Xbox. And uh, it, they said that it's going to be cross, uh, cross-save or cross-buy yeah. with the PC version, but I don't know what the cross-save part would do for it. I mean, it unless you want to save on your computer it. and then come home and play it on your Xbox One, yeah. sure. I mean, that that could work. Sometimes you got your wife taking up the TV. You want to jump on your computer and finish up your game. Yeah. Um, they showed another character that's going to be coming with that game. They haven't even named them yet, but they kind of described what the character is going to be like. And they said that they're working on it, and they they're working to get it to us as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. What else do we have here on the list? Uh, indies. So they, they they kind of went through like a very brief indie montage. Uh, City Skylines uh, is coming console, uh, making its console debut, which is a term I absolutely hate. Console debut means it's coming to other consoles. Like, why, why can't we just speak regular English, people? I still like the fact that we have this nowadays. Why can't you just put it out on all the consoles? Yeah. You're only benefiting the company. Yeah, but they like they, they pay off. You know, it, it, they're, they're both doing it. Um, Ooh. So, uh, Skitty, go ahead, Steve. You want those DVR details? Um, This is from TheVerge.com. Microsoft has killed off Windows Media Center as part of Windows 10, but the company is keeping one of its key features for the Xbox One. The game's console will get a TV DVR feature in a future update to enable full DVR functionality. You can schedule recordings on the go uh, and stream games to any Windows 10 PC. Microsoft is even allowing Windows 10 PCs to download shows uh, to play them on the go. Given the rumors, it's not surprising to see this feature made available, but the extension to Windows 10 will make it a lot more useful. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back to the indies. Uh, So we talked about City Skylines. Bobby really liked that game last year a lot. Um, I think it was last year. Did we talk about that on last year? I think it was earlier this year. So earlier this year. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come up on his game. I want to play stuff. that because if the idea of a SimCity like that got it right yeah. and it works, I'd be up for that. Thimbleweed Park uh, was made by the creator of Monkey Island, I want to say. Thimbleweed? Thimbleweed Park. I think it was on Kickstarter. Um, pull up Thimb- uh, Thimbleweed Park for me really uh, really quickly, and it, it'll bring up the creator. It's a famous creator. He's, he's created adventure games before. And I'm saying Monkey Island, and it might not be on Monkey Island. I'm correct. just probably making that up. Uh, but it is a point-and-click adventure game in the truest sense of the word. Um, you are literally pointing and clicking. It's got these um, polygonal characters, um, and it is a murder mystery in Thimbleweed Park. It looks, it looks interesting. It looks positively old school. Yes, very old school. Mm. Um, if you look up the creator, the, just type in Thimbleweed Park. Uh, there you go. Uh, Ron Gilbert and Gary Winnick. 
I know they made they, they've made other really famous point and click games, and I can't think of what they are. Uh, then they showed We Happy Few, which is uh, I like that weird, creepy, creepy game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. I don't know what the, the I don't know what the story of that game is. It was pretty much playing to London Bridge is falling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, these up very upset looking people. No, happy looking people in mime masks. Yeah, it felt like it had a um, what the heck is that game? Uh, Bioshock. It felt like a Bioshock feel to it. I suppose. Yeah. Um, it just like it definitely looked very creepy. Monkey Island. You're right. Yeah. Ma- Maniac Mansion. That's what it looked like to me. Okay. There you go. Um, Mojang, mm-hmm. or Mojang, however you say the name. Mojang. But you got it. No, but during E3, they came out and they were like, hi, we're Mojang. <laughs> and then the guy to, at Gamescom came out and said, hey, what's up? I'm from Mojang. So nobody knows how to say their real <laughs> name. Uh, they showed some stuff for uh, Minecraft, but what I thought was cool was they showed a new game that they're working on, and it is called Cobalt. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a side-scrolling something. And I, it's you're a little vehicle. It looks, it looks like you're a little vehicle. You can fight other little vehicles. Your friends could be in there with you. Um, they kept throwing these like action highlights on the screen, or like words to describe what the game would would be: challenging challenges, <laughs> snow levels, space hamsters, cosmic adventures, and it just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. And it was uh, it looked fun. And that game's coming out in October. Anybody remember the Pigs in Space Muppets game for the Atari? Oh, uh, I, I, I heard it. I haven't played it. I can't it. say that I do. <laughs> I do. I'm talking of Minecraft, they're supposed to be making that come cross-platform to everything. PC, the Xbox, and the PS4 are supposed to be able to all join on the same server. That's what they're working on. No, really? Yeah, supposedly. I Ru- think, rumor has it. I think you're making that up. There's a bunch of Halo news. Yes, we're going oh, to get yes. to Halo. Uh, they showed a, a really cool trailer for Homefront the Revolution. Uh, which was uh, the studio that was originally making that was um, not Deep Deep Silver. I can't remember the name of the studio, of course, but it was going out of business. Um, THQ. And they were in some serious trouble. It got picked up. We haven't seen the game in a year. And then they showed some gameplay from it. Looks interesting. Uh, We saw a gameplay from Dark Souls 3 for the first time. Uh, Just Cause 3 had a a gameplay trailer that looked great. Mojang wants Minecraft to work cross-platform. Interesting. I'll be surprised if they let PlayStation in on that. I hope so. Uh, Tomb Raider, they had another gameplay demo for. Uh, so, like, a lot of gameplay demos for, for a couple of these games. Dark Souls, Just Cause 3, Tomb Raider, and Home Front Revolution. And then they threw out Halo 5 in the most just crap way possible. They uh, they talked about the multiplayer uh, during E3. They showed a little bit of the campaign, but this was like oh, we're going to talk about multiplayer. And so they had a shoutcaster um, from like Major League Gaming or whatever. Uh, so an announcer and a shoutcaster come and uh, do a live talk over of a video of two um, MLG teams playing each other, and it was the most painful ridiculous thing they could have done for that game uh, it, it shouldn't have been put there i, I can kind of see where they're going with it because halo is big into the esports on that stuff yeah but i just don't think i don't think it's the place yeah for that, it. that particular spot would have been better for like another cgi something but then again they, they put out a lot on it so it's like how many more times can they give you the same thing yeah i i, I get that we have yet to see any campaign from master chief's perspective we mm-hmm. don't know what's going on with his if i mean if you're a casual halo fan 
I look at that game and I'm like, well, I'm never going to play this multiplayer because it's like this whole esports thing. And this is where I thought Evolve went wrong is they focused a lot on let's make this game esports. Let's not talk about its strengths or weaknesses or any of that. Let's just talk about the fact that we're going to shove this down people's throat with esports. And anytime mm-hmm. you, you hear Turtle Rock talking about Evolve, it is to talk about esports. It's risky, but I can see why they're doing it. I mean, right now, esports is getting hot, so you want to get that piece of the pie. I understand why they'd want to be a part of that, but in my estimation, and I, I am not an expert on this stuff, but it seems like the esports stuff kind of evolves on its own. Exactly. Like, like something yeah. like Rocket League became a part of, of esports naturally. Like it just, it, the demand for it to be a part of that was determined by its audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, Evolve also makes really dumb choices uh, with like their Twitter account and stuff. So they, they, I remember a couple of weeks ago they were like, um, they have these weekend challenges where it's like everybody, if these, they'll pick one of the characters. Okay, so like um, Hank or whatever has to destroy these many things in the weekend, and they keep track of it. And it's like community challenge. Yeah, like a community challenge. And on Monday they're like, sorry, you failed. Try again next time. And it was like <laughs> to get free skins. And it was like, sorry, community, you, you try try harder next time. But anytime I see anything with Evolve, it is about um, whatever esports challenge they're doing, whatever tournament they're in, uh, and like that. To me, like whether that game is meant for esports or not doesn't matter to me. But it just like they've been pushing it so hard and so long that it, I feel like it alienated members of the community that aren't into that stuff. And I feel like this could this could have been a misstep for three four three with. Um, showing Halo 5 where it's like if I'm a, if I'm a casual player who's I'm never going to go near Halo 5's multiplayer now because like oh that's like all esports stuff that's not for me like mm. talk about talk about what talk about the changes that you're making to multiplayer they've done it before but you know what I've seen gameplay of Tomb Raider and Quantum Break before they have no problem rehashing old information they even rehashed their opening from E3 for the conference. I don't think they really have too much to worry about. That's their flagship game. I mean, they could have just went Halo 5 and then left the stage and everyone would have been like, yeah. Yeah, I know. Just, it, it, to me, just, <laughs> it, it did not fit in with that show at all. Like, it, it felt out of place. And then, I don't know. It just, it, it went on forever. And I'm not, I, I, for me, like, I really don't care about esports. Yeah. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who do care about esports, like, that's a great thing. But, like there's other there's other avenues for that information. It's not so big yet that I feel like it needs to bleed into these into, into the conferences. But yeah. maybe that's just me not catching up with the times. Yeah, it's probably not their their best choice of putting it there. But I guess well, you know we'll see. Uh, they announced that they're doing this Halo World Championship in the winter with like a one million dollar mm-hmm. prize pool. I don't know. I think people. I mean, I, I think maybe developers. If you have esports in mind, if you want your game to be a part of that just design it to have kind of the framework and then let the let the audience determine. Yeah, and I not. mean, they could have set, for all I know, they could have been setting things up to make it easier for esports. Like, mm-hmm. oh, let's, we have like a replay cam or something like this that, that makes it really easy. Or we have a spectator cam. And like the Giant Bomb guys were talking about this as well today. And I was glad that they felt the way that they did because that, like, that, that's the way I felt when I saw it. I was like, this is just ridiculous. But like they didn't mention any of that stuff at all. Talk about the, if you want to talk about esports, talk about how you're making it easier to get for it to be picked up in esports, for you to play it in esports, for you to stream it out, like talk about that type of stuff, and don't give me a like a match. But this is this is the first time they actually showed the multiplayer. Like a year ago, it was an like, it was a match between two professional teams mm-hmm. instead of just being like just watch this match. And 
Who cares about the players? But that's just me not catching up with the times, probably. That's all right. So, yeah. uh, and the last thing, uh, you know, they came out, they were like, oh, and we have one more thing. <laughs> and uh, they, ta- they brought out Bonnie Ross from 343, and they talked about uh, continuing a Halo legacy, and um, uh, they showed a trailer, a CGI trailer, with some Brutes and some Spartans, and uh, it is for Halo Wars 2, which was... A surprise to a lot of people, and I wondered yep. why. Is that the strategy game? Yes, it's okay. R- RTS. And it's being done by Creative Assembly, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's a Sega studio. Yeah. So Sega's making a Halo game. Uh, making but, other people's games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, last year, or almost not last E3, the E3 before, they showed, a- Xbox showed a trailer for Phantom Dust, mm-hmm. which is no longer in active development. And in Phantom Dust, there was this CGI trailer, and... Um, in the middle of the trailer, they're in this big battle scene, and it looks like they're in some sort of city square. It could be Times Square. I, I I can't remember exactly where they were. But people were doing like a freeze frame on the video, and they noticed in the background of this trailer, uh, in this battle in this city, on a billboard was a picture of the cover of Halo Wars. Mm-hmm. And everyone is was like, why is this here? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why? <laughs> why th- 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 these have nothing to do with each other. Why is this sitting here? So when I saw Halo Wars 2 be announced, I was like, oh, well, that's why, because they were doing some sort of like weird meta marketing a year ago. Um, and so, yeah, Halo Wars 2 was announced. Um, Creative Assembly is working on it. And uh, that was a surprise to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Didn't they do, um, what was that, that war game? That Total, they war. Did? Total War. Total War, yeah. And so uh, that was the Microsoft conference uh, last night. Um, they did a lot of other conferences while we were all sleeping. Uh, EA had a press conference where they just talked some more about uh, Battlefront. They uh, announced a new um, like vehicle mode. They showed some gameplay of a Ravel on Ravel. Um, Dog fighting and spaceships. Yes. Uh, and uh, Mirror's Edge, they showed some more stuff. Uh, Blizzard had a little bit where they talked about you know, Heroes of the Storm and uh, Overwatch. They had two, two new maps for Overwatch, a new character for Overwatch. And... Uh, Actually, it's funny that you say Heroes of the Storm. My fiance just started playing like as of last week. She just talked me into starting playing with her. Yo. So I've been I, playing a little bit of it. You should get my information. I will definitely do that. We're only playing bots now just because yeah. she wants to learn it. I'm like, all right, all right no, I'll man, play No, that's, that's what I'm still doing. I, every now and again, I dabble in the uh, in the online matches. But uh, definitely, yeah, they announced uh, The Monk is coming to Heroes as well as Rexall, which is a uh, World of Warcraft character that mm-hmm. actually has a bear. So you're going to be commanding a bear on the on the battlefield, and another uh, Diablo themed map is coming to the game as well. Cool. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, and I don't really think there was much else that was announced. Um, Just a bunch of rehashing on all the E3 stuff. Oh yeah, Konami announced the new Silent Hill game. What? Yeah, it's a pachinko machine. <laughs> it's what? It's like one of those gambling machines. Slot oh, machine. I know what a pachinko yeah. machine is, but what? Yeah, it's a good Silent Hill gambling machine. Why? Because they're Konami and they're really, they're really is terrible. Is it a video game or it's just a, it's just a machine that's going to oh, be appearing? When I, when I woke up this morning, there was a bunch of like sarcastic tweets. It was like Konami announced a very new, exciting game, and I clicked on the link, and it was like this Pachinko machine or whatever they're called. Pachinko, whatever. That's sad. Very sad. I mean, if if I had access to one, yes, but they're not going to be doing that any, anywhere around here. There was a story that came out recently, and I had heard about it, and. Uh, the guys at, at GB had talked about it a little bit more in depth this week about what kind of mess Konami is in right now. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of articles choices. online right now. Yeah, um, 
like firing people or reassigning them from like game developer to custodian of Mm -hmm. one of their health clubs because they liked somebody's posts on Facebook when they said, I got a new job somewhere other than Konami. Mm -hmm. Like really terrible, terrible stuff. And Steve is looking at the Kotaku article now. Here we go. There's a new Silent Hill. It was just announced. Yay, but wait, and don't get your hopes up because they will be crushed. Just like they were crushed uh, when Silent Hills was canceled. Okay, maybe not that bad, but still frowny faces all around. Okay, so it's an actual, it's a machine. The newly announced Silent Hill is a pachinko slot machine. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Konami, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all That's all the article says. Hey, if they brought this thing to, say, like a Dave and Buster's, Ugh. I might take a ride over to Dave and Buster's. I wouldn't do but it. But I... They won't, and I won't, and this sucks. I, I won't acknowledge them doing very bad decisions. Yeah. So you want to spend money on something, put your money back into the other Silent Hill game you guys canceled that everyone wants. Just give me my Fatal Frame. Yeah. Give me my new Fatal Frame game. That's all I want. So mm. that's that. that. I mean, that's Gamescom. I'm sure that uh, next week we'll probably have got some more impressions of other gameplay um, uh other gameplay sessions that the, the big outlets will have, and we'll be able to talk about some of those if, if anything interesting comes from there. But that, th- those are the main conferences. Word up. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Not as big as E3, but still, nice little. it's nice to have these, yeah. these like little shows. It, was, it used to be bigger. Like, you know, Sony used to do one of these as well, um, but they're not doing it right. They're, they're not doing it right now because I think they're going to Paris for Paris Games Week, and then they're, as far as I know, they're still doing their PSX in Vegas again in December. So Games industry is so huge. Yes, it is. It's gotten mm. so big. Still growing. Indeed. All right. So that's uh, that's what we've got for Gamescom uh, 2015. Thank you, Justin, for bringing all of that nice. to the show. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, we are at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter. Uh, if Facebook is your thing, facebook.com slash Talking Games PC. Uh, if you want to email us, long form, tell us what you think of the show, what you think of us personally, or death threats. No, don't send those. Send them all. It's TalkingGamesPC at gmail.com. Uh, of course, we are under the Talking Comics umbrella. Follow us at Talking Comics on Twitter. We've also got a slew of other shows, including The Misfits, Talking Valiant, uh, Talking Movies, and is there another one? There's Did you say one. Talking Valiant? I did. And talking movies, I did. I can't. I don't. Talking. I don't know whether or not I should mention backup stories anymore. Yeah, it's in the special edition feed. If you guys want to check out uh, old episodes, it is on hiatus, but we're working on it. Yeah, we got a. Rob is obviously not here right now, yeah. and uh, you know he's dealing with some stuff. Um, he's in good health, though. You know, just sometimes things come up that Life you got to deal with. Life happens, and so Rob's had to just take a little break from the show. And uh, when Rob. And when Rob comes back, we'll we'll start it back up again. But I started that show to to do it with Rob. I don't want to do it by myself. That's not the point of the show. Um, and uh, when Rob comes back, we'll we'll start back up. Excellent. Sounds like a plan. Um, personal Twitters. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchorus on Twitter. Justin. Matt Jorok. J O R O A K. Bobby Melfesto. M E L F E S T O. And Jackie. Jackie's at Jackie Turner. J A C Q U I. And you can catch Bobby Shortle at Bobby Shortle. He guests on this show every now and again. Yes. He's also the Grand Poobah of the Talking Comics label. So, uh, yeah, you guys, thanks so much for listening, and we're going to get out of here. Be good to each other. (laughs) 